Hello and welcome back to the culture. Uh, today we are going to um, recap and finish off our episode on Thelema and OTO. Uh, Mark, how are you feeling? I'm feeling nervous about this one. Yeah. You've given me many a warning and I feel like we should give the listeners a warning. Right. So this is going to talk about some adult and uh, explicit elements. So just, you know, listener beware. In a very professional way. <laughs> we will do our best to keep it PG-13. 13. The new <laughs> PG-13. <laughs> right. Okay. So let me take you back into this space. Because remember last episode, we talked all about like kind of the founder and the basic beliefs. And then we were getting into their main ceremony, but we got caught up because we were laughing about... You were laughing. You were laughing You were being too. incredibly insensitive and you were laughing Listen, the way you said it made me laugh. Um, so we were laughing about the priest popping out of a tomb. <laughs> popping. So um, we're going to set the scene again, to set the stage and get back into what that uh, service is like. So, um, again, remember, we have the big altar facing the east in Bolskin, Scotland, and there's a super mega altar on top. Remember this? Mega, mega. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, on this has the priest's robe and the cr a crown on top of it. On top of the super altar is the stele of revealing, and there's candles. Below that is the book of the law with six candles. Below that is something they call the Holy Grail, spelled G-R-A-A-L. I have no idea what it is. I tried to look it up. Couldn't really figure it out. No images, no nothing, huh? Mm -mm. Playing that one close to the vest. With, and there's roses on each side of the Holy Grail. There's also room up there on the super mega altar <laughs> for um, the paten, paten. I don't know really how you say it, but it's basically the plate at on which they're going to put the Eucharist or, you know, what a lot of people would call communion, like the communion bread. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like the plate that they put it on. Then there's two great candles on each side of those roses. And again, this is all enclosed within a veil. It's so hard to try and, like, I'm trying to imagine this mm -hmm. in my mind from every religious practice that I've ever seen or images from around the world and stuff. And it it's... It's kind of kitchen sink-esque. Yes. Like it's it's so like you're not putting this ceremony together in five minutes. Oh no, it's extremely detailed. It is extremely regimented. They have all these rules about like the size and dimensions of the altars, the colors of the things. It's all very symbolic. Like when I was reading it, and it makes sense, a lot of it actually reminded me of the tradition I grew up in, in the sense that um it follows the same kind of uh, structure of our service because it's modeled after the liturgy, basically, or the mass, like a Catholic mass. Yeah, he took that part from it, right? So Right. But then I read this um, thing from the OTO website, which said actually it was specifically modeled off the Russian Orthodox mass, which is similar to my tradition. So it makes sense that a lot of the things are kind of 
similar and maybe like, like the, bones. the basic elements, yeah. but like, yeah, not the, ex- <laughs> not the execution. Uh, no, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. So we've got the, the high altar. Then if you recall, we have that altar of incense, which is a small black square altar that is made of superimposed cubes. And then there's a font on top of that. So like a little, uh, area that you can put water in like a baptismal font kind of thing. And then there's the tomb. Remember the good old tomb? Yep. Now, in what I was reading, a lot of this sounds like they're really focused on, like, sacred geometry. Like, they put a lot of detail into the angles of things, and they're very specific about it. They think that these mean things or elicit, I don't know, divinity or something that's a thing right mm-hmm. in multiple lots of religions pagan traditions. That, yeah, yeah sort of yeah i feel like i've seen that before where they their drawings and stuff like that like things have to face a certain way and there's yeah. a very yes it's very ordered yes yeah um like a pentagram you know that yeah five star uh-huh. like that's part of the their sacred geometry and stuff and we'll talk about it but they do all these like hand movements and like weird feet movements that are meant to point in certain directions because they have to be in this very specific way while the priest and priestess are doing these services and rituals. It's a lot. It seems like it's a, there's a lot of, I'm going to tell you what to do and you're going to do it exactly like I say. Like, I feel like there's a, like, in a way it kind of keeps you engaged in what's Mm -hmm. happening. But also, you're not going to be able to go do this on your own. Oh, no. Like, no, yeah. like, we need to keep you in and sort of very similar to, like, even a lot of early churches, like, they didn't know how to read right. in, in the language. And that was awesome right. for the priest because now you have to come here. Right. You, you're, you're not going to be able to do this. Yeah. Which yeah. it sounds like that's kind of similar. Yeah. I mean, it, it is detailed, to say the least. Like, there is so much information on this. So, okay. So... There are different people that are part of the service, and I've talked about this a little bit before, but I'm going to re, re, uh, reiterate it. So there's the priest who he is the one who holds the sacred lance. A lance is like a sword. Like Lancelot. Sure, yeah. And he's wearing a plain white robe in the beginning. So the priest has the lance and is wearing a plain white robe. This is when he's in the tomb before he's going to pop say, out peekaboo. Yeah. Um, so the lance should be, according to this website, straight and at least two-thirds of the height of the priest should have a wooden or metal shaft and a metal head. Okay. Medieval. Things are going to get really, like, innuendo-y here with this lance. By design or by interpretation? Mm, by design. Sexual innuendos. Okay. Okay. I can kind of see where it's going. Right. Okay. Not the, need, doesn't need to be stated. It does, though. Okay. So <laughs> the priestess has to be a virgin, already making this real weird, mm-hmm. or specially dedicated to service of the great order. I don't know what that means, but that's what the website says. She wears white, blue, and gold, and she bears the sword from a red girdle 
And she's the one that holds the paten and the communion, which they call the cake of light, which we will get to. It's the priestess. This is the priestess slash virgin. Okay. Then you've got the deacon. He's a dude that like says most a lot of this stuff. And he wears white and yellow. And he holds the book of the law. Remember that that was the yep. book that uh, Crowley wrote. And then there are these people who are like the new Thelemites. They're learning and they're called the children. And they wear white and black. And one has a pitcher of water and a cellar of salt. And the other has like a censer, like, you know, for like incense and a casket of perfume. A lot of things on the checklist here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. You need a lot of volunteers to run this service. Yeah. You need at least what? Two, three, five, five, five people at least. Okay. So let's get into the actual ceremony. Let's take a deep breath. I'm ready. Get ready. Okay. So Deacon is going to open the door. He's going to let the congregation in, and he's going to stand between that small black altar and the font. He um, advances and bows before the shrine where the grail is exalted. Again, I don't really know what this grail is, but they're exalting it. He then kisses the book of the law three times. He opens it and he places it on the altar and then he turns to the west. Then he says the proclamation of the law, which was do what thou will, basically. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're and then, saying and then it to everyone? The everyone. And then the congregation is a call and response. A call kind of and thing. response. And That's they say love is the law, love under will. Okay. Okay. So they have this little interaction. Then the deacon goes back to the original spot. He faces the east and does this little like hand movement gesture and like (laughs) body movements, which they call the step and sign of a man and a brother. And everyone's imitating him. Dancing. It's like so specific though. Like your fingers have to be in a specific way. Have you seen it? No, but I read about it, and, like, it, it details exactly what you have to do. Like, your left foot is f- facing forward. Your right foot is to the side. Your hands – you basically have to, like, make a square with your body. I don't even know. It it represents all this symbolic stuff, but, again, there's so much of it. Like, I can't tell you all about it because it, this would be a week long of us just talking about this. Can you stand up and do it? No. <laughs> Please try your best. I, I will not. Okay. So um, so they do this movement thing, and then everyone recites their creed. Their own. Okay, yes, but it sounds like, you know, like the Nicene Creed is, I believe in one God, mm-hmm. Father Almighty. It's like the same exact thing, but they just change it for their beliefs. Like it's the same like intonation and everything. But different words. Yeah. But similar words to some extent. They come up with their own creed by themselves? I mean, they copied the, the Nicene Creed, right. just put their own words in it. I'm saying like every individual person in the congregation. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Oh, it's so like it's a, a congregational response. Creed. Okay, yes. that makes sense. I was like, this is not going to sound very pretty no, if no, everybody no, no, says no. their own words. Okay. Okay, so everybody's saying the creed. Then the virgin and the children enter, and she gives another thing movement thing called the greeting of earth and heaven um she then ascends into the high altar 
where the children wait below. Remember, when I'm referring to the children, these are not children. They're just they're adults that are newer members. Children in the faith. Yeah. She places the patent before the grail, and she descends with the children following her. Okay? Here we go. Things I really are- want to see that grail. We'll look it up after. <laughs> so then, So then she starts to move in a serpentine manner. So I don't know what exactly that means. Maybe she's slithering around on the floor like a snake. Like, that's what I want to see. That can't be the thing. No, it can't be. I'm guessing it's more sensual and kind of like... Like flowy. Yeah. Like you're like the wind. She basically moves around the temple three and a half times. As we're attempting to do it as we sit here right now. (laughs) Looking super weird. We're all moving our shoulders. looking super (laughs) weird. Get some shoulder action I don't think it looks like what we're doing, but okay. I want it to be her laying on the floor... That, slithering around like that's a, a harder sell <laughs> but that would be the best to see it would be the best to see like it's a one and done it's a one and to done. do the worm it's a one and done though. You're <laughs> like okay i'm done i gotta leave yeah okay so three so, and a half times all right so then she draws her sword and she pulls down the veil this is when she tells the priest to arise and she puts away her sword and the priest is gonna come out of the tomb Okay, he has, when he's coming out of the tomb, he has the lance, this was the words they used, erect with both hands, right over left against his chest, and he takes three regular steps. (laughs) That's what it says. Opposed to irregular Irregular. steps. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Okay, then he gives the lance to the priestess and gives three, what they call penal signs, P-E-N-A-L. They love the three. They're they big love on the, three and big 11. On, they're big on the three. They love 11 too. Huh. Um, again, they're doing these hand gestures. And it makes sense because this stuff is based off of, in part, like Freemasonry. And the Freemasons do a lot of those like kind of secret handshakes and like, I don't even know, those kinds. Of, but it's based off that hmm. to an extent. All right. Now the priest says, I am a man a man among men and he takes his lance and he lowers it and then he rises and he says how should i be worthy to administer the virtues to the brethren okay and now our priestess is going to take the water and salt from the children remember they're holding those she's going to mix them in the font all right she's mixing it and mixing and then she (laughs) blesses the priest with this mixture And then the priestess basically brings the censer and puts incense throughout the temple. That the other kid was, kid, that the other child (laughs) of the faith was holding. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, if you think about this, like, this in many ways represents, like, a mass. Like, the priest has a censer. Similar elements, for sure. Okay. So, after she senses the temple, um, the deacon takes the consecrated robe from the high altar, and he brings it to her, which this robe is of scarlet and gold. Nicer than what she had on before. Well, this isn't for her. It's for the priest. So the priestess takes it, she puts it on the priest, and then they also crown him. But these are two kind of little separate mini rituals within this service. So he's got a royalty, he's got mm-hmm. a scarlet, and he's got his crown on. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Okay. Things well, that was a great. Going... That was a great episode. Nope. That was the end. <laughs> nope. Things are going real crazy, real quick. Okay. So now the priestess kneels before the priest. <laughs> okay. She takes the lance and she starts stroking it with her hands up and down in a very, you know, yeah. suggestive manner 11 times. There's the 11. Uh-huh. Then then everyone gives a hailing sign. Okay? So we're starting to get into the you know, the sexually like the sexualized suggestive. elements of this. Okay. Yeah. All right, so then they say more stuff. They say all these, you know, benedictions kinds of things. And then he puts the priestess upon the altar where the children and deacon are behind. And she has the book of the law in, like, upon her chest. The priest then kisses the book of the law, which is on her chest. And then they take the lance from the deacon and he goes around the temple three times. So there's lots of, like, walking around, kissing things. And everyone in the congregation is just watching. Yeah. Okay, then the deacon and children kneel and join their hands palm to palm and raise above their heads. I don't know if it's like... Sitting in a... Like like a high five? Yeah, like a high five on each side like this or if they're like this, like, like praying hands above their head. I don't know if they're joining hands with themselves or... I think it's the high five. Okay, probably. High five above the heads. Okay. All right. So then the priest says that whole thing about knew it and had it. Remember the, the like goddesses of time and space? Yes, from the beginning. Yes. The origin story. Right. So he is like talking about this whole thing. And while this is happening, the priestess, remember, she's up on the altar. She takes off her robe. Okay, so she's just standing there? She's sitting there. Sitting, okay. She's naked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then the priestess says this whole thing about her basically being the embodiment of pleasure and all this A lot of stuff. symbolism going on. Mm-hmm. The priest says more kinds of benedictions and things, and then they say something in another language. I couldn't really tell what language it is in. It didn't look familiar to me. It's odd, especially coming from, yeah. from Scotland, right? Right. And then if it's not Maybe Italian. Maybe it's Latin? I don't know. That would be my guess. Yeah. But they also spent time in Egypt. Yeah. I, I literally have no idea what it was. Like, it, it didn't look familiar at all. Okay. So then the priestess says, there is no law beyond do what thou wilt. Okay. Again, they're saying they're their ideas then the priest parts the veil with his lance so he cuts it with his sword okay so then the priest presents the lance to her again she kisses it 11 times she holds it to her chest and then he starts kissing her body and everyone's just watching (laughs) yeah Starting to get weird. Specifically her chest area. He's kissing her chest. Okay. Everybody know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, so then the deacon is saying a bunch of things. Again, it's this call and response thing. So, like, I don't know if you've ever been to a Catholic service or an Orthodox service, but, like, 
like in a typical like they they have these things called the litanies where like it'll be like lord like bless the land and bless the people of the land and whatever and then everybody will say like lord have mercy or something like that well this is a similar kind of thing that's happening in this part of the service but what the congregation is responding with is so mote it be have you ever heard of the word moat? M-O-T-E? No. I mean, moat, like around the castle. Yeah, but that's M-O-A-T. Right. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, they're doing this whole litany, and now it is time for the Eucharist or the communion. Here's where, I, where we're going to get level 10 weird. I don't know that I want to know. Well, we're almost done. We're almost done. Okay. So they keep, they as the priest and the priestess, they keep on touching the, like this chalice thing and the paten with the lance and they, they keep on like touching it. And they, they're saying by the virtue of the rod, be this the bread of God. Got some rhyming. Got some nice Lisa rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Put some thought into it. Yeah. And then they do the same thing, like, and they say, by the virtue of the rod, be this the blood of God or whatever. Okay. So then he does these, like, blessings. He's, like, trying to turn this stuff into God, just like, you know, yeah. communion would be. <sighs> then the priest starts interacting with her body <laughs> okay <laughs> again he's kissing her on her chest she is nude and then he strikes his own breast with the lance and i'm pretty sure it's supposed to draw blood it says draw blood i remember in one thing that i read that it's supposed to draw blood yeah well this is unsanitary <laughs> um you just wait okay so then they say, again, the law of Thelema. Then he takes the cup. He makes a cross on the priestess, which I don't know what that means. Like, in this thing, it says, he takes the cup. And then it says, makes, and there's a little symbol of a cross. But I don't know what this means. So it says, he takes the cup, makes cross on the priestess, drains it, and returns it. So... Then it says he rises, he takes the lance, and he turns to the people, and he says, there is no part of me that is not of the gods. It's so scripted. Yeah. Every single, yes. like, no interpretation, no different words. I mean, I know, no, like... No, I don't think so. You already know what you're going to get. Yeah. I don't know why you would come back. It's kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, that part of it. I mean, from what I know, I don't know. I don't think there's like a message afterwards. I don't think there's like a sermon. It's a ceremony. It's not yeah. even a service. It's a ceremony that has the same. And I really have no idea what this means when it says he takes the cup, makes cross on the priestess. I think this is some weird I don't stuff that we don't want to get into. I don't think you want to know. Okay. Well, here's the last thing that you need to know about this group. I don't need well, to Well, you're going to know. And everybody needs to know. I'm bracing myself. Okay. Okay. Let's do so, it quick, like a Band-Aid. Okay. So the cake of light, remember, mm -hmm. this is their communion. Mm -hmm. It specifies that there needs to be some kind of bodily fluid in don't, there. Don't do that. It is, no. though. There is, though. So typically it has... Careful. 
menstrual blood in it. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, because it specifies that it needs, it should be blood and typically the blood of the moon or preferably, which they interpreted as that. Mm-hmm. And they all eat it. Stop. I'm not kidding. The congregation eats it. Well, let's not. That's too far. Right. Well, they don't think so. So if they can't have that, they can have male fluid in there. You don't win either way. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lose, lose. Well, you're in this, yeah. so it's a lose, lose, lose. Well, I think that they think it makes them what is it connected supposed to, to God. Okay, so it's a connection. Yeah. I don't want to know where it comes from. Comes from the, I'm pretty sure the priestess, if it's the blood. I don't want to know the details. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't want to know the recipe. Um, it, oh, it has honey in it. Doesn't make honey it, and that oil. does not make it any better. <laughs> that might make it worse. <laughs> okay, keep going. Well, that's it. And then, and then. And then they all eat it and then it's done. <clears throat> We went from, I don't even know. <laughs> this just jumped a lot of levels. I told you. And I saw, and for those of you that aren't following our Instagram, which you should. Mm-hmm. At U-R-E on Instagram. And I saw the picture of the guy. Yeah. And I saw the picture of the area. Yeah. Not what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I don't I don't know. More pomp and circumstance and and you don't think more he legitimacy. Pomp? He looked ridiculous. <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah. I I this just not and that's not how I saw it ending. That's a weird show to go to. Yeah. So remember, I heard about this in my class. And, and he went. Yes, my my classmate went. He did not participate in the cake of light. But said. he saw the whole thing. Yes. Could he confirm that that's all? That that's happened? what he said. That is how I learned about this. But you, what you've read, yes, is it the matches. exact same thing that he said. So this is not an account. This is not one person trying no. to bash this group. This no, is, this is coming from their own. I know, but you never documents, know with the internet. Though. No, it is. It's coming from their own things. And you he can tell these... sat through it? Did he yeah. stay till the end? Well, he mentioned this part. Should have asked him about the slithering around. <laughs> oh, dang it. I know. Well, I don't know his freaking name anymore. How do you sit through that? I mean, you're like the expert in mm-hmm. this. Are, are you sitting through that? Oh, yeah. I'm watching that. I'm taking notes too, baby. I, you'd, you can't unsee that. Right, but if you're a weirdo like me, it's fascinating to you. There's a difference between fascinating <laughs> and what that was. I mean, listen, I like I was trying to say in that mini episode that we have, our fun size, you know, I just think things that are different are interesting to learn about. Like, I genuinely enjoy learning about it. It doesn't hurt and your stomach? No. My well, stomach hurts right now. Mm, I mean... The cake of light part, yeah, that's it's a little it's excessive <laughs> for and, me and, personally. And you the priest priestess interaction. Yeah, there was a lot of touching, and it, it also kind of grosses me out personally that she's 
supposedly this virgin and then yeah. she's being violated touched yeah are, did you tell me how much you ramped it down I didn't uh, well I mean I was typing this and I didn't want to write exactly word for word what they were saying but you got the whole ceremony in there oh uh, yeah you just changed some vocabulary well I didn't talk about every single like statement they say right because but it's that's kind right repetitive right um and then what they just all leave and go back to life i guess this happens how often i don't know that's a good question i'm not sure how frequently it happens because that's a big deal but i know that crowley said like they should be participating in ritual like frequently if this is a once a year thing it's it's a little easier for me to understand i I, i'm still not down but it's easier to understand yeah if this is weekly yeah there's a lot going on there. Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't know if there's a sermon or or what happens after, but if there isn't, wow, it's so repetitive, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why you would attend more than once. And you're not really using the book of the law for anything productive. You're kissing it. Yeah. Multiple. You're not They're re- venerating you're, it. You're not re- I mean, I guess you're doing benediction and stuff like that, so... Yeah. I don't know. It it and I guess you know what? The lens I probably have is the western lens. Well, yeah, you have anyway. that Protestant lens. Right. So it just it, it doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't mean right or wrong, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Um So give me give me the where are they at today? I mean, they're all around the world. There's so celebrities that are associated with it. Ceremonies are taking place every day. I don't know how frequently. It's a good question. I really don't know. I I doubt it's happening every day, but I I bet it's more frequent than we think. As is most things in the world. And the funniest thing is that the first the first ever Gnostic mass that took place, guess where it happened? I don't know. Take a guess. Scotland. Nope. Egypt. No. Italy. A city. Oh, I don't know. Hollywood. Oh, that weirdly makes some sense. <laughs> They're just, I feel like Hollywood and LA in general is just like a place of seekers. I mean, and... it's Holly weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. If you need a home, that's the place to go find it. Uh, yeah. How do you rank this one? <laughs> Let's turn the tables. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think it's scary. Like, I don't. I mean, I think I w- it would be a little spooky, especially when they start, like, s- chanting in that other language that I wouldn't recognize. Um, and some of this stuff, like, especially if I was alone in this temple. That's a different situation, too, right? You feel like you're vulnerable by yourself versus... Right, like, if I was a- with a friend who had been there before or something... Like that which... guy from your class? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he took you back around, too? Sam, uh, can uh, <laughs> yeah. I get your ride? Yeah. Uh, I would feel better, but I... I don't think it's, I don't think, well, I don't know enough, but I don't think they're doing anything like violent. So I don't think it's that spooky. I think it's weird in the sense that it's like, wow, that's an interesting practice that you're doing. You know what I mean? Take on that. Yeah. Like, never seen the Eucharist performed that way. (laughs) Right. Different body and blood, I guess. Sure. Um, So I think it's, yeah, it's on the out there factor, but I don't think it's, uh, I don't consider it like scary because. No, I mean, there's no violence. Right. Uh, listen, 
if people want to eat things with things in it, they are welcome I to mean, do so. I mean, they do. Right. So I think that there are much more odd cultural practices that take place for sure. every day around the world. Right. This is a, an odd one for right. me <laughs> living in where I live. Right. But you're right. At, it's like YOLO. It's their, it's their idea. It, do what you want. Do what you want. You're not right. technically harming anybody else as long as yeah. consent is all exactly, good in exactly. there. Then do your thing. Right. Got to find their true will. You do you. <laughs> and no one else can tell you. You do you, boo-boo. That yeah. was Aleister Crowley's uh, That was message. his motto. <laughs> Paraphrase, but yes. Yeah. So I think it's a... I just think it's a really fascinating one and it's kind of old but still newish and people are still doing this i just like to know what's the demographics of these uh participants that are like hardcore thelemites no documentaries no nothing i mean i didn't listen there's so much out there on this that like i um i couldn't i couldn't dedicate enough time to like because like I said, there's like a million words that I didn't even know what they meant. So I had to spend a lot of time just trying to understand what these things meant to research it. So I don't know. I don't. It would be nice would to hear it, from though. the people that are in it. Well, like I'm saying, though, a lot of the sources, which we will list in our, our episode notes, a lot of the sources were ris- were written by Thelemites. Yeah, I need like the like the you real want a video. I want like the real world like confessional style shot where it, it pans away and then they start talking about what's going on or what they're yeah. thinking. I don't know. Something about that seems more real than when you just write it down. Yeah. Need emotion attached to it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to rate this one. This is the deep end. <laughs> I was trying to doggy paddle and you shoved me off the diving board and I'm trying to swim. Yeah. Um, but it's good. Shock therapy. There you go. It, We're going to desensitize you. Yeah. It, it Next week... You know, maybe we'll be somewhere in the middle. We'll see. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So um, that is it for our episode on Thelema. We would love it if you would please like and subscribe our Instagram at the.cult.ure. Um, also, please subscribe to us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you can, please leave us a rating and a review. It would help us tremendously. And we hope you enjoyed, and we hope you join us next week for another dose of the Culture Kool-Aid. See you next time, cult fam. See ya.